Welcome to Subo Tours, a production of Big Baby Studios. I'm your host, Misha, and joining me are... I'm Vengeance. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, sorry. I'm Anjo. <laughs> How do I follow up to that? I'm MJ. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of it. Should, should I put a Wonder Woman accent? No, I can't. That's I can't not Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's not Russian. Wonder Woman's not Russian. No, that's why I'm like, how do I follow up to that? It's so hard. How do yeah. the rest of the Amazon women adjust to Gal Gadot's accent? Yeah, man. Everybody knows Amazons are all Israeli. <laughs> Speaking of… Okay, a couple of days ago, we had DC Fandome. It was this big Ooh. virtual… Think of it as Comic-Con, except it was all online. It was all concentrating on DC comics and DC movie movies and shows. So basically, it was a big showcase for everything from DC. And uh, there were a lot of big reveals that we're going to be talking about today. So um what do you what are you guys most excited for? I mean did you did you stay up? Were you up at one in the morning to start this thing? No, I had the encores on schedule though, because I subscribed to that because you know it's DC. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time comic book fan. I've always leaned towards DC because you know that's that's what I grew up with. You know, it started with Batman. There. And because I'm not a nerd like both of you. <laughs> no, um, I'm just I'm gonna be giving the perspective of someone who just like watched the trailers and you know, I'm the regular moviegoer who doesn't really know much about the comics because I haven't I didn't read them growing up, but I did appreciate what I saw at the very least. And um yeah. Which On is that, fair which is fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey. most people will end up watching it like that anyway. Just the trailers and real hardcore DC fans like the both of you would really stay up, schedule it, or like save some time in your day to actually catch up to whatever happened in the DC I, fandom. I was asleep. It was like one in the morning, dude. I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was asleep too. I just got the encore. The encore so I, I just looked at what people were posting when I woke up in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, that was a great morning though. Like you wake up and see all these trailers or or videos. Yeah, it was it was reveal after reveal. So even if you're not a huge fan, Mm -hmm. it's like really exciting. Can you imagine how much better it is for people who are actually very invested in it? Amazing. Mm -hmm. I think that the whole doing their own virtual con thing worked in their favor because in this case, the whole spotlight was on them. They didn't have mm-hmm. to share it with Marvel or whatever the hell else um, was happening in Comic-Con. Or Netflix. It's a, it's a great <laughs> yeah. idea because you you also see how vast this universe is. It's not just like the Justice League or mm-hmm. like people who you usually hear about if you're just like a regular Joe. But you really get to see more characters, <laughs> more plans that they have, which is really promising. So what, what, what stood out for you? I mean, what, 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 was, what caught your eye? As Which the one the, person who's the who's coming in as a casual fan, me, yeah, because yeah, we got our favorites. So what, oh, okay. what, what 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 stood out for you? Well, it's so hard because like the big announcements were all pretty exciting for me. But we can start with 
Wonder Woman because we Ooh. talked about it before and we've seen the first versions of the trailer which only gave us like a glimpse of Kristen Wiig as Cheetah but right. they only showed her as Barbara but mm-hmm. now you get a better look at her character or how <laughs> how she thinks her final and, look yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh and that goodness. that was the best part I think <laughs> I, I, so I, as I'm a Kristen Wiig fan, I was so I excited think, to see I all of this. I think Mish is laughing because he's trying to imagine some, uh, no, a lost no. cast member of Cats wandering <laughs> oh into God, a superhero I movie. I, I knew it. I didn't say it. I'm just, I am relieved that she doesn't look like she comes from Cats. <laughs> imagine That's if true, she though. did. Imagine That's if she true, did. Though. Imagine Taylor Swift as Cheetah, you know, no. prancing about. No. Wonder Woman. Okay, fine. Fair no. Enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair Would enough. you have an English accent? No. Oh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's what excited me the most as a Kristen Wiig fan. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people were still unsure even after seeing her in that first trailer. It's like, what? How is she going to be this badass villain fighting against Wonder Woman? And then you see her, that shot of her in the long black dress walking like a badass. Like, finally, a confident character, a confident side of this character. And it's like, oh, yes, I see it. Yes, finally, I'm see, excited. If you, know, if you watch the trailer again and then you look at how the people were reacting to her in, in that particular sequence, it's like, they're all kind of like… Damn, girl! Yeah, it's, it's either like that or they're kind of like wary of her that they feel like she's somebody who's dangerous. So, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. There's just so much mystery about what her motivations are going to be like. But you do know… Because of what she says in that trailer, is that she wants something that Wonder Woman has. Is it's basically her, I don't know, charisma. Because you know that that Diana Prince is somebody, you know, is a character that somebody's drawn into. Like she's very charismatic. Her character is such a lovable person. Maybe she, I don't know what what Barbara Minerva's relationship to Diana Prince will be like in this movie. But it seems as if she wants that for herself. Yeah, that, and you know, you hear the whole voiceover about wanting to be the apex predator or whatever. There's that that's exactly. Yeah, I, I have a question, Anjo. I mean, you're a director, right? So, I mean, you guys know how casting goes. So, if you're Kristen Wiig, and then they hired you to be this mousy woman who eventually becomes an apex transforms <laughs> into an apex predator, should you be offended? I mean, what what does the casting no. brief look like? Is that somebody who's easy? to be made into a mousy character or somebody who's easy to make into an apex predator? I think if anything, I if think anything, it's the, like, bitch, I got range. I can do this. Ah. If anything. I think so. <laughs> I, I think it's more of a no. Like the, the character briefs, you probably would write our descriptions of what the character is like and then you leave it up to the actor to translate it to what they think is worthy I, of the character. I just think like, you know, it's like casting the before in those before and after home shopping things. Mm-hmm. How do you do you really want to be the one selected for before? I but think, I mean, I think, she I, gets I, to redeem herself anyway, eventually. Exactly, which, a, is, which is what I was going to get into. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like if you're going, you don't just look at one aspect of a character. You look at the journey that they're going to take and the eventual product of what, the end product of the character. So a challenge for a lot of these performers is how to bridge the gap coming from this character and they make them grow into you know, somebody so much more. And if nothing else, I mean, get, she's done dra- dramatic roles before. Yeah. Uh, Kristen, but this is her first like real blockbuster where she gets to show off her stuff. This isn't a remake. This isn't a reboot. This isn't some uh, off-kilter comedy. This this is like 
this is a chance for her to establish herself as a movie star. And I'm excited for her, honestly. Me too. As a fan since Saturday Night Live, I'm genuinely so excited. And I I, can't, I don't I'm, know. I trust her. I'm, I trust her. I'm sorry. I, th- I, I thought she was a superstar when she came out in Bridesmaids. But I've been a longtime fan. Since oh yeah, that. Bridesmaids. Oh yeah, <laughs> Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids definitely. Brides- that was her breakout. Yeah, run, but Bridesmaids was what made her into a star. No yeah. argument, <laughs> but this is like a whole nother thing. I mean, the budget oh, yeah. of Bridesmaids probably just paid for the catering on Wonder Woman. <laughs> no, that's <just> true. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just glad that they were able to finish production on this thing. You know, same yeah. here. Before before um the whole pandemic hit. I, I just want to see it in cinemas, please. I want to see it in the big screen. I don't want it. I mean, fine. It's it's great if we get to see it earlier through streaming, but full glory is just mm-hmm. what I want from this. Same, Absolutely. Same, same thing. I was also happy to see Chris Pine as Steve Trevor. Like, this yes! time, it looks like he's the fish out of water because he's not from this time period, but he's alive. I don't know why, <laughs> but I'm happy to see him. So adorbs. I, I so like that adorbs. stinger in the last part of the, the trailer. That stinger was funny. Where he was trying out different outfits. <laughs> right. He was the Parachute one doing the outfits. He was the one doing the outfit montage. Yeah. So there's this nice um, reversing of roles for, mm-hmm. for the sequel. Which is like a good callback for the first movie. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I really want to see how it happens. But I guess a lot of a lot of people are just really happy to see him because he was such a well-loved character. And after Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman, people For were sure. like, Steve deserved better. What, what I'm actually curious about is what's going to happen to him? Because you don't see him in, in the Justice League movie. Mm. That's a good question. But, Wait, where but, is the timeline of this though? Is it before Justice League? It's 1984. Oh yeah, so it's before Justice League. That's in right. Timeline. Okay. Well, yeah. by the time the Justice League movie happens, he should be like 50. Well, yeah, but th- that doesn't mean he should be gone. Will he still be there? Is he alive? We don't know. Good question. Because Batman, Bruce Wayne says something about Steve. Mentioned Bruce Steve Wayne Trevor is that Batman? Says, what? Shit! No. I wasn't supposed <laughs> to say that. Holy shit! No, but, but <laughs> Batman, Batman mentioned something about Steve Trevor that set off that set off a negative reaction from right, Wonder Woman. Right. Yeah. yeah, it sounded like he was dead in that time period in 2017. E- exactly. So I don't right. know what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I don't know. Diana got triggered. Yep. But there are things about this, the other villain, Maxwell Lord, that I know about that maybe we shouldn't get into right now. That he's the Mandalorian? No. Well, that he dies a gruesome death in Game of Thrones because yeah. he celebrated too soon. Yeah, <laughs> he's also a narc in Narcos. Oh yeah, yeah he is. Right, he right, is. Right, right, right. But I don't know. Well, given my priorities, he's not as attractive as he usually is. But it's there the might be a reason for it's that. It's the hair. It's, it's the, the hair. blonde hair. The, I don't know, man. He's usually so beautiful. Suit. He's usually such a beautiful man. But when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, okay. But that guy is. <laughs> but he's a great actor, though. Yeah, he's very talented. He's a, he's a great actor. Did you well, I guess he'll the, pull this off. Did you see the behind-the-scenes photo of him recording his dialogue as the Mandalorian? And he, he was clutching a pillow as a stand-in for Baby Yoda while he was doing his lines in the booth. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's cute. Wait, we didn't name him Pedro Pascal, just in case. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we We're just this. calling him by like, oh, this guy. Surprise. Guy. Yeah. The bad guy from Kingsman. But anyways. <laughs> I did not see that other Kingsman oh, that's movie. Good. I'm actually It was curious. fun. It was it fun. Was it's really fun. Okay. Um, I mean, the first one was really fun. So yes, and the prequel's coming up with Voldemort. Okay. Really? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's like set in World War One. 
It's like how, how the Kingsman started. Ooh. Yes. I'm okay. excited for that one too. <laughs> but, but we're not talking about that. <laughs> Anjo, okay. Batman fan, Flash fan, Green Lantern fan. You're just an all-around DC fanboy. What stood out for you? Surprisingly, because I wasn't so excited for this initially when they announced it. I'm really excited for the new Batman movie. Which is kind of stupid because we've had so many Batman movies in the past decade. I know. There's yeah. just been so many. Uh, but, and what makes this know, one interesting? I, I don't know. The, the trailer for me was, was okay, to be honest, at first. And then I saw the panel with Matt Reeves. How'd that go? Well, basically, his overall, overall, his overall energy and enthusiasm as he was discussing what he went through and what the entire crew and cast were going through as they were filming and how they were translating mm-hmm. their own version of, of a new Batman oh, really yeah. caught my attention. So parang how, you know, he basically, what he, he seemed like to me was a kid who's been given free reign to play with, with other kids who can role play and mm-hmm. be, give them directions on what he should do. Basically living out a fantasy story he's been doing with action figures. You know. I saw I saw parts of it, and you're right. He was absolutely giddy. He was like a child um, on Christmas morning. Uh, what what stood out for me from that trailer was how intense that um, Robert Pattinson seems to have um, internalized his Batman, his Bruce Wayne. <laughs> you, you see, you caught that Robert Pattinson clip when he was say, when he had that short interview. It's like, oh, he's still kind of broody, so mm-hmm. he's still in, in 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 character a little bit, maybe. Hasn't he like always how, been kind of broody though? That's true. No, but if that's you watch, true. if you Robert Pattinson has range. It's just so sad yeah, that, that people have you know have kind of like written stereotyped him, him. Yeah, written him, written him off if, because of a bad career decision. <laughs> well, I, I don't think, think that was, was a good a, that was a good decision for his I, bank I, account. Exactly. Well, yeah. I don't think it was a bad decision per se. It's just that you know it didn't age well because Cedric yeah. Diggory aged well. Yeah, Edward Edward Diggory ha- died young. He's never gonna age. <laughs> oh, oh, that's sad. Oh. That went dark. Too soon. Too soon. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. We're talking about Batman, so it's dark. <laughs> so I don't know. Like looking at this this short preview or this this short teaser of what the new Batman movie looks like looks amazing. Considering they've only shot 25 percent of the entire right, thing. right. For, that's why I was know. just so happy that they actually had something to show. Mm-hmm. For production, it, it's so mysterious because you know it, we're not getting a complete origin story. We're getting a year two, like for right. for, for some comic book readers, so, uh, for some people who aren't familiar with comic book terms, there's usually a story called Year One, which you know, um, which shows superheroes in their first year of operations, how they start out, how they adjust to what it's like. Uh, Matt Reeves defends Year Two by saying, "Oh." Basically, Bruce Wayne has this picture of what he wants to do with Gotham and it's him trying to see if he can actually pull it off or how he makes his adjustments to attain his goal, which is really amazing because you've never seen that aspect in, in, in an origin movie or in a new movie as Batman. And you can see it down to the details of them creating the costume was amazing because they also mentioned that Robert Pattinson had a part in, in designing the costume aside from, aside from the production designers and costume designer and Matt Reeves himself. So it just shows how collaborative he was in, in terms of working with, with the people involved. You know, it was so cool that they had they had they referred Christian Bale. <laughs> Robert Pattinson asked Christian Bale for advice on what he should want in the bat suit. And you know, the only advice that Christian Bale, Bale said was uh, make sure you can pee in it. <laughs> <laughs> well that was pretty funny. Very practical. Yeah. 
if you look at the suit, it looks really raw. You know, it's not like Batman Begins where you see him develop the suit. True enough. But, you know, after like one, two scenes, you have the perfect suit already in, in the movie. Yep. But here you see, you see the suit in the process of being the perfect suit for Batman. You don't even see the complete bat symbol. It looks like it's arm. It looks like it's very practical. It looks like it's worn. It looks very DIY, which I know Misha hates this, which also translates into the Batmobile. This is which is why I like it. Because, you know, it's a DIY thing, you know? I know people expect a badass car or a badass tank or whatever, thanks to Nolan and you know Snyder for those impressive designs for Batmobiles. You know? But but if you're a guy who's fighting crime every night while while trying to work as you know or trying to keep up appearances as this billionaire playboy with a day job yeah who, who finds the time to be, to be able to develop that without help if he's going Bruce to be Wayne. that Bruce himself? Wayne finds the time <laughs> yeah. no but it this is which is why this seems more interesting because it seems more real it seems more relatable you like it because he's poor come on you're doing it by yourself it's a top secret project it uh. takes time <laughs> Look, I'm excited for Batman as much as the next guy, but Batman deserves a sexy car. <laughs> Snyder did yeah. not give him a sexy car. Chris Nolan what? gave him a sexy car. Tim what? Burton gave him a sexy car. Hell, not- even Joel Schumacher gave him a sexy car in Snyder's- Batman Forever. Snyder's car was fucking sexy. Which it's- part? All the guns? Yep. The hey, Burton, dropped- Burton's, Burton's car had guns. Yeah, he didn't have freaking cannons. Nolan's Tumblr had cannons. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, I don't know Snyder about Batmobile you guys, no but appeal. like, <laughs> oh, Batman, but like, Schumacher Batmobiles have no appeal to me. The all. Batman Forever one was okay. The ba- the George Clooney one was garbage. Yeah, that was weird. That was just weird because you know you had a Batmobile, you, you had a superhero who operated primarily through stealth, and then you had a car that lit up, and it didn't <laughs> have a roof. <laughs> what the hell, Batman? No, the first one had a wait, wait, yeah. No, no, no. Batman and Robin, they didn't have a roof. Batman Forever had a roof. Yeah, yeah, it didn't have a roof. But you know, (laughs) um, I think what I appreciated about this trailer was I like that we're going to be seeing villains that we haven't seen in over twenty years. We're going to be seeing the Riddler. We're going to be seeing the Penguin. And holy crap, I cannot believe that was Colin Farrell under all that Penguin makeup because he did not. Look like Colin Farrell. For any of you guys who haven't seen the trailer by now, shame on you. You should Google Colin Farrell <laughs> as the Penguin. Don't yep. DC shame them. Well, no, it's I, been a I week. Just... Come on. You should have seen it. It's all over I'm Facebook. Just, I'm just really happy that um, they give us a grittier image of these two villains because the last image I have of Riddler and Penguin are the very cartoony campy ones from way back when <laughs> with Jim Carrey and like bright green and all those question marks. And yeah, uh, fine. It was the comic book design, I, I but know. you know, modernized after 20 years. I don't know. Jim Carrey just seemed like the Joker to me. Not the Riddler. He really was. He wasn't trying to be mysterious or cunning or smart. He just wanted to be Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, he was very Jim Carrey at the time. The ri- I don't <laughs> remember. He was the most Jim Carrey he's ever been Jim carrey If that makes sense. <laughs> That's why Tommy Lee Jones hated him. He wanted to kill him every freaking day on the set. As Jim Carrey was there hamming it up. Because <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones just could not stand it. He thought he was a buffoon. And he told him this to his face. Well, at least it's to his face. <laughs> That's true. Um, what 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 did you think, MJ? 
I I liked it. I'm just really relieved that's not another origin story because I don't need to see Batman's parents die for the bajillionth time. That is true. Thank How God. many times have yes. we seen that already? Yes. I know, I right? I completely it's agree like, with this. My God, I don't need to see them die for the end. Time, my God! I think at this point, if you don't know how he became Batman, it's your no, but, fault already. Exactly. But, so I'm glad it's kind of in the middle or somewhere in between peak Batman and origin Batman. So it's maybe like him trying to figure things out, which I appreciated. Ooh. And I really like that part where he just like punches the shit out of this guy. I like no, that combo. It's, probably, it's like, like bam, bam, bam. It's probably I enjoyed one of that. The, Best things there because you yeah. you see how ruthless Batman is in this one. So it's kind of I like a reflection <laughs> of his rage and his trauma. I know. I, don't I know. saw this. I saw this YouTube comment on the trailer that um, well credits to whoever said this. It got a like. It got like thousands of likes. But the person commented like, "Dude broke his arm and didn't even give him time to scream." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so brutal. I mean, but my, I enjoyed it. I'm my, sorry, but I had a friend who who said that guy looked like he was just asking for what the time was. <laughs> <laughs> he gets beaten. Don't to fucking ask me. No, the, the even more badass part was when the guy asks after he beats the guy, "Who are you?" He goes like, "I'm vengeance." Oh. <laughs> was, I'm just glad he didn't say Batman. Oh, Robert <laughs> I was expecting something like that because it would be cheesy if he said I am Batman. But the vengeance thing was pretty cool. It threw me on. It threw me on a loop. Like, oh, okay, that's nice, cool. That's kind of cool. great. No, and I, I also I, like how when he took off his mask. Well, this is a mine. I'm not sure how minor of a detail it is, but I like how he had like dark eye makeup, which is very practical to leave. Like, you have this mask, right? Yeah. And you don't want any clues of your like other facial features but he had this like dark makeup which is like oh okay although it made him look very emo to to be fair all of them except for Adam West have had that because like when they did the Tim Burton one in 89 they discovered that yeah he does look kind of ridiculous if you can see the skin around his eyes yeah yeah so that I like that and um I just don't like the emo hair I'm sorry I mean I get it (laughs) but I mean when I saw him as Bruce Wayne and he had those bangs, it, it, it totally took me back to Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3. Oh God, no. It's, skip, it's like, no. thrusting on the street. I mean, that was weird. I'm like, you're Bruce Wayne. You're rich. Wear some pomade. Get a good haircut. You can afford it. He's supposed but, to be like a billionaire playboy. He's not exactly. Philanthropist. Pom- but it was I like the touch of like uh that Nirvana song. I really liked it. That or, more orchestral version of something in the way. Yeah, but I like it. But then going back to I don't know, Matt Reeves' energy as he was discussing this or how I don't know. Si JJ Abrams, parang, oh, he ba- what he basically did for episode seven was ah, it's like he had this story developing when he was playing with his toys as a kid. Tapos mm-hmm. yan, ginawa, nabigyan siya ng pera to produce a movie out Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. basically what, what this Batman lo- movie feels like to me. Eh. Kasi, right. Compared to how Sino Nolan and Snyder were doing interviews, parang, this was very professional. So you, you, you know they were working on it. But when it comes to Matt Reeves, it's like, you know, you see his energy, he gets exci- he gets so pumped, he gets excited to explain when he was explaining to, an- explaining to Alicia Tyler what his motivations were or how he was tackling 
um, the story. So there. It's nice. It's nice to see that he was very excited about it. It's like the kind of enthusiasm you want to see from a director handling material that's very close to people's hearts. Then why why not give it to a true fan? Which mm-hmm. is a good idea, I guess. Well, it could go both ways, but but speaking of right that, now, right now it looks pretty promising. It, yes, does. it does. Speaking of like a fanboy just going all in with the story that he's probably had in his head since he was a child, I really, really, really want to see James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Yes! yes! That's like, one thing I'm also hell. excited for. Yes! Actually, just, I want Yeah! Oh I, I my god! I would have liked the trailer. I, I am mind we, blown. They just showed us like a sneak peek and a roll call video. But can even I, that roll call video was insane because… Can, did you see that cast list? John I, Cena, I man. Saw- John Cena. I can see I John saw- Cena. <laughs> I love that John Cena is Peacemaker. I could totally get behind that. Because he absolutely could pull off a douchebag Captain America. I like that Yeah, he's perfect. He's perfect. <laughs> he's basically a douchebag Captain America. Oh! I, I like that he doesn't there take were, himself there were, seriously. There were teasers of this enormous cast before. Like way back. There was right. already this poster that came out with all the names. And it was crazy. Like mm-hmm. so many superstars are in it. But to see it in actual footage, it right? just blows my mind. I like that Margot Robbie actually has clothes on in this one. Yeah. No, but well, the thing with that is Margot Robbie's outfit does not look like it sexualized her the way they did it in the first Suicide Squad movie. The first but this was seems, garbage. Okay. But this that seems so much more sexy you. than that. Her that, outfit, that outfit was she looked like a crack whore in the yep. first one. The, the perfect girlfriend to whatever the hell Jared Leto was trying to do. Yep. That's why I also like Birds of Prey, like how she was styled because it's very woman point of view. And yes. well, it was a girl power movie, but at the same time, you wouldn't try to you you're you're just experiencing a fucking you, breakup. You don't you don't like whore it up like that. Yeah. You just like wanna wear what's comfortable, what makes you feel good, and mm-hmm. you don't have to like try so mm-hmm. hard to be sexy. You just like wear whatever you, you, you fucking ob- want. You obviously knew that they sexual you were trying to sexualize Margot Robbie and the character the character of Harley Quinn when they digitally altered her shorts to make it look shorter. My goodness. Um, I am offended. But the thing the thing the thing that I'm actually more excited about is that it's Tim Gunn directing this thing. No, Tim Gunn. It's James Gunn. I'm oh, sorry, James Gunn. Tim, <laughs> Tim I Gunn always say, is like... I always say Tim Gunn. He's the Project Runway guy. Design Make it work. Designers. Make it work. Make it work. <laughs> Suicide Squad. Make it work. <laughs> sorry, James Gunn. Tim Gunn is directing superhero movies now. I, I lack, I severely lack. Th- anyway. that's, that's why they're so fashionable though. <laughs> that is true though. She <laughs> <laughs> saw the costumes, man. They all look great. Anyway. The re- you know why they look great? Because now DC is not, in the, the movie DC is not embarrassed about coming from comic books. No. They're doing what their TV shows have been doing for the last eight years. Oh, the- Hold, they are just hold up. Hold up. Nila na sila, hold up. Like hold up. Marvel did. Hold up. Hold up. No. Dito, dito na ako excited <laughs> about James Gunn. <laughs> no. James Gunn directing this whole thing because we know that James Gunn is a tried and tested guy who could that take doesn't all say the- shit because Joss Whedon was a tried and tested guy. Wait, I'll get to that point later. Pero James Gunn, <laughs> tried and tested guy 
who's done obscure characters and made them household names with Guardians of the Galaxy. He's doing it for Suicide Squad. Half of these guys, not even a lot of comic book enthusiasts remember. That was no holds barred pa because he doesn't have to abide by Disney's rules of censorship. Ah, neither did Joss Whedon. But then, James Gunn is taking this project from start to finish. Joss Whedon had to pick up on stuff Totally unprepared with Zack Snyder's work. Look, I don't give a crap that James Gunn did Guardians of the Galaxy. I love those movies. But again, that's an entirely different playing field. What I'm happy about here is that he seems to actually give a crap about these characters. Because he specifically chose them from the comic books that he grew up reading. That's what I'm excited for. I'm not excited because he came from the other team. I'm not excited because he had a hit before. I'm excited to see how he brings to life these characters that have been playing in his head since he was a kid. I'm, I'm not excited about James Gunn being from Marvel, coming from Marvel Projects. I'm just excited about the fact that it's James Gunn doing it. The guy who directed Slither is bringing this kind of humor into, into Slither Squad. <laughs> I love Slither. That movie's so messed up. I'm not saying it's James Gunn who directed Guardians of the Galaxy walking in. I'm saying it's James Gunn. For James Gunn, not because of what his reputation with Marvel. You said proven hit. Slither was not a hit. His only hits were Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a cult following, man. It's a good movie. People just don't know. You said hit. I said hits that were Guardians. That was the Guardians. Nerds arguing. (laughs) (laughs) Pero yes, I want to see this on as big a screen as I can find because… Yes. If it's anywhere near as fun as their behind-the-scenes footage makes it look, then we're, we are in for a good time. Yep. It looks so fun and explosive. And my God, Idris Elba. Sorry, priorities. <laughs> didn't James Gunn also mention the fact that… Uh, th- didn't James Gunn also mention in one of, the, one of his interviews say that um, we shouldn't get attached to the characters. So you know yes. it's going to be violent and he's going to be killing off a lot. You think he's going to X-Force it and kill them in like 15 seconds flat? Uh, Ooh, let, let's take bets. Which character dies first? <laughs> Maybe he'll kill like the biggest names first. He'll kill Ildris Elba. <laughs> take that, you. fake Will Smith. Hey! Hey! That's no, only wait. because hey. again, Misha, they don't want to come back. No, apparently, I don't know if it's true. So I don't know if it's true. Misha, Misha can correct me. But parang they but, were saying that Will Smith couldn't make it because of scheduling. Yeah, that's what I read also. That's scheduling also conflict. What I read. And they didn't want to, you know, have another actor play it. So they just put Idris Elba in and gave him a different character, which I don't know who he's going to be. But <laughs> what, what's also kind of cool is the character we got in the first movie was Killer Croc, who, who David Ayer originally wanted to be King Shark, who we're right. also getting now. Now we're getting King Shark. Also, we're getting a second comedian play a villain. Pete Davidson. No, yeah, that's not, that's no. It's, it's not Pete David. No, but, but, but he he's is. a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a comedian. Yeah, he is though. SNL Wait, too. Who are you going yeah. for? Uh forget. Uh hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, you build I, it up and then <laughs> I know. You were so excited. You build it up and you I'm so, so sabaw eh. I'm so sabaw na. Uh, <laughs> oh, si Taika Waititi pala is also here. Pero yeah, we don't we don't know who he's gonna be yet. Yep. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I, I love Taiko okay. Waititi. I have this huge crush on him too. So it's like, oh my God, how do you tell me not to get attached when I was already attached from the poster? Whether the it's fact true. that you have a character named Polka Dot Man in your lineup. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, Polka so who's Dot the comedian? Man. David Aggie. Aggie. Guy, in, I got guy, guy, if you watch Superstar, he's there. 
It's on uh, Amazon Prime. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. You built it up so much and it's I like… Know. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I was I was thinking Pete Davidson too. I, like, I was no. going with that. Pete Davidson couldn't be… He's too small. He's too scrawny to be a fucking shark. Oh well, CGI. We're, I wasn't thinking shark. But yeah, you just, just like, you just said villain. Yeah. Alam ko rin si… Alam ko rin si Misha is also sold because Peter Capaldi is in this thing. Oh yeah. What's yeah, up no. Doctor Who fans? Yeah, it's good Who stuff. Fan. What do you call them? Whovians. Whoian. Uh, <laughs> uh, who hooligans would have been fun, but anyway. Who you? I'm sure there have been at some point. <laughs> okay, now we gotta talk about the Justice League and the, uh, the elephant in the room. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I wish we ended with Suicide Squad, na lang. <laughs> The one takeaway ko dito is that Tangina, this thing can't fail anymore. If this thing fails, wala ka na Zack Snyder. Yeah, yeah. I'm with yeah. you there. Yeah, you take away this the only takeaway for me for, for this thing is that this thing cannot fail anymore because people have been trying to justify Zack Snyder's absence for mm-hmm. for the the box office failure of that was the first Justice mm-hmm. the Canon Justice League movie. I don't. But, was it a box office failure or was it more of a critical failure? Uh, I feel like it's. I think it was a box was office like, failure in in terms of them not meeting their expectations. From they them. wanted Avengers numbers. There was mm-hmm. no way they're gonna make that because they didn't bother setting it up for anyone to care young, about anyone in the movie. Young numbers mm-hmm. now Aquaman and Shazam surpassed Justice League because oh, Justice wow. League was garbage. I don't oh know. wow, that's it was really basically. Sad. Patchwork, you know, para weird then you see Ben Affleck in Justice League looking like a Batman who had body weight issues in varying scenes. Tagi iba yung itsura niya. Even his hair kept changing. Zack Snyder has probably filmed or shot or photographed like X amount. Joss Whedon is gonna take out 50% of that and do reshoots. And then Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. you know, basically took. Okay, fine. The few scenes that I'm excited for about the Snyder cut were the scenes where there were more cyborg scenes and flash scenes. Because you get more scenes about these characters. I know the Flash is a big name, but not a lot of people know who Cyborg are. And even if Flash is a big name, you can't just rely on him being the Flash for people to appreciate it. I think that a lot of people know who Cyborg is from Teen Titans. That's why oh, yeah. that Fisher was so mad that they made him say Booyah in the movie. He hated that. MJ, kilala mo ba si Cyborg aside from Justice League? Teen Titans. The cartoon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on That's cartoon why they Network. made him say Booyah. <laughs> I and hated he hated it. He was, was, that, he was so mad. That Booyah was so out of context. I know. I, I, I don't know. Like, Cyborg is not a casual fan draw. Eh. Look, in any case, I mean, I'm glad that these characters are getting more face time because a lot of the, the actual movie that got made had little to do with the movie that they signed on for. So mm. I'm glad that we're finally going to see what it was supposed to be about. But Anjo's right. If this thing tanks, if this thing is still terrible… And then Warner Brothers just threw away, you know, $50 million to get it done. The one thing that I see that Warner Brothers has made is actually learning to trust their directors. You know, like, okay, we're going to take… Isn't that what what screwed up Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman in the first place? Trusting him? That's why they put a leash on… Everything, everything aside from those three movies. Anything aside from what Zack Snyder worked on were pretty much okay. The thing is, 
you know, Suicide Squad was still garbage. But Suicide Squad had a lot of Warner Brothers fingerprints on it. Exactly. Because they were already they were already burned by Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. They should so have trusted Ayer though. That's and why they had to go lighter on Justice League. So on the one hand, I see where they were coming from. On the other hand, you're right. It was a bad fit for the movie that was already there. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are missing the forest for the trees. The only reason that Warner Brothers cleared this thing the main reason isn't because that people on the internet have been crying for the last many years. Money. <laughs> it wasn't really how much money they're going to make off HBO Max. Excuse me. No. They, they, <laughs> the only reason they're pushing this is because they're, they're desperate for original content now. This is something that none of the streaming platforms plan for. Disney Plus found out the hard way that it's hard to get original programming up at the pace that Netflix has. But Netflix is still doing new drops literally every week since the pandemic started. While everybody else has been struggling. Everybody else has been struggling because nobody can shoot anything. They thought that by bringing out all their old stuff under one roof, that people would just sign up for it. Only trouble is people have already seen all that old stuff. They want new content. So this was the easiest thing to do. Instead of going out to shoot a new movie or a new show because you can't in the pandemic, what do we have sitting around? Oh, there's that thing that the internet wants. Let's just do that and call it a win. So that's why we're getting Justice League. They don't give a crap about artistic integrity. They don't give a crap about us. They're doing it because it gives HBO Max something that they can say that only they have. I like it when Misha gets all fired up. <laughs> yes. So passionate. I'm just saying. Come I on, know. I like it. It's just, you know, it's, you're absolutely right. It's a numbers game. It is, it is, it is. You can't deny the fact that it's a numbers game. I mean, like, it's a business at the end of the day. For sure. I mean, like, they, the trailer looks good in terms of we don't get a half-rendered supervillain, you know, who looks like a, you know, who looks like a bad render from a PlayStation 3 video game. As a he looked like an escapee from a Renaissance fair. But yeah, okay. What did I like about it? I agree with you. Yes, it looks coherent now. It doesn't look disjointed. But on the other hand, it also looks like every other Zack Snyder movie ever made. <laughs> yeah, especially except since he used the song that he used before. Right. The really right. Scene. With, with Hallelujah. It's like, really, Zack Snyder again? I mean, I wasn't a fan of the music choice. I mean, I love the song. I love the song in itself. But it like, not to, well. to put it in this trailer, was it necessary? No. Especially like just, since he used it in a sex scene in Watchmen. Yes. I don't know how to feel about it. Yep. It looked like him doing a victory lap. It was like a big middle finger to Warner Brothers. Like, yeah, <laughs> but that was the impression I got because it's like, oh, finally, hallelujah. I get to finish my, you know, my vision, my dream. Or it's also kind of like, it's trying to make it more epic. Or I don't know the word if it's epic or if it's I like… I don't… Yeah, I have the same thoughts. But apparently, I read somewhere that his daughter who passed likes, likes the song. Yeah, it was her favorite so, song apparently. So, Which Snyder, to his credit, isn't even talking about. He just said it was important to him and his family. And then it was the sound engineer who worked on the movie who said that it was the daughter's favorite song. So for those of you who don't know, which I think… Which he still denies, I think. One of the reasons, I guess, why he dropped out of the first Justice League project was because his daughter sadly committed suicide. Right. And yeah. Warner Brothers used it as the perfect excuse to show him the door. They're like, take all the time you need. We'll take care of the movie. Don't worry. But yeah, okay. 
the Justice League movie was garbage, basically. And what I wanted to see from the Justice League trailer only came like in the last 15, 20 seconds where you actually have some dialogue telling us what's going on. I appreciate that the Snyder wanted to show off finished shots because for the longest time, Warner Brothers was claiming that whatever cut Zack Snyder made before he left was in no way, was not ready to be shown in any shape, form, or size. But here, we're seeing beautifully rendered shots and slow motion superheroes and amazing villains and all these things. But I can't appreciate them because I don't know how anything fits together. They just not all yet. look very pretty. It's just, it's like Sucker Punch all over again. The one thing the one thing that you're supposed to take away from that is that you're not supposed to assume that it's going to tie into what's happening in the first Justice League movie. Not at all. I, I agree. I mean, I like the snippets of things that we've never seen before. Which is why I guess this this thing, this teaser, nah, this two-minute teaser. Whoever, That's not a teaser. Who's like ever seen such a thing? Long. This two-minute <laughs> teaser. Every Filipino movie ever. They have three-minute trailers here. Yeah, well, yeah. But this two-minute teaser was more of a chance for him to show you was to give Warner Brothers. Exactly. Ex- but he doesn't have to. The mere fact that it exists is already a middle finger. Well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's it's to add salt maybe, to the wound. Maybe it just feels a little redundant because Agreed. technically some parts of the now Snyder Cut were already seen in the first movie. So to have a trailer that's telling the story or that'll, saying what shows how it's yeah. different. I don't know, but just to say it again, I'm not defending it because I'm not that um, happy with the trailer either just being a bunch of pretty shots put together like a music video. Or a Zack but, Snyder movie. Yeah. Zack Snyder <laughs> but, it, it was, I don't know. I, I feel like it would be redundant kasi, or maybe they wanted to keep some mystery in a way. Like, oh, keep people guessing what it's going to be about or yeah. maybe just show you good, more of snippets. Point. That's a good point. Yeah. There, there, but more snippets of what you don't see from the movie, yeah. the first one. Because like when but, I watched the trailer, I thought I felt like it was a totally different yeah, movie because f- so many shots were unfamiliar to me. Yep. yep. I, I feel like also then is Siguro given the, the chance now, Siguro, some of the scenes that he wants to show in a, in a trailer. Because there was so much back and forth about how long this thing was going to be. Was it going to be a four-hour yeah. movie? Was it going to be mm-hmm. a six-part yep. miniseries? Jesus. So, so probably developing a trailer for that thing is just taxing because I don't know I don't know I mean, like, I'm already working on the footage that I've, I have to render for, for a teaser. So I don't know how else I'm going to tie this thing together. Well, I'm sure he has yeah. an idea of what he wants, but it's just a question of how they're going to release it. But he should have an idea of, you know, generally Pero what it's going to be about. Ang ang logistics is, are those scenes ready for release? There's like the technical side to it. Because that's uh, a shitload of, of visual effects. That's fair enough. But as what we saw, the visual effects are done. I just want to know what the movie's yeah. about. Because that, look, the thing yeah. is, again, what, what, what MJ said, we already know that the movie's coming, it exists, it's a big middle finger to Warner Brothers that it exists in any form. But the thing that Snyder has been saying this whole time is that his story was butchered. So it would have been nice which, to see a little bit of that because what you, you, you said in our Zack Snyder episode, which all of you can listen to if you haven't yet, what, what, yeah. what Anjo said in our Zack you Snyder asshole. episode was that like the bare minimum you expect from this guy, you always know you're going to get a visual feast. You're going to get yep. some good-looking shots. 
So just showing us two and a, two and a half, three minutes of good-looking shots, uh, I'm sorry. That did not, that didn't do anything for me. It was more of like a music video for me. Exactly. I would have exactly. probably preferred, like, instead of all these pretty shots, I would probably would have wanted to maybe see an actual scene that wasn't in the first one. Yes. Like something completely new, like yes. maybe some sort of dialogue or exchange mm-hmm. or something very revealing instead of all just these shots. It doesn't necessarily have to be a story thing because we all we already saw the story from the first movie, mm-hmm. like parts of it at least, but maybe like a more in-depth look at a certain scene that you, that will change everything. It's like, holy shit, this is so different. Maybe like that. It's, it's not that, necessarily. It's that's why I appreciated the stinger of the Justice League movie because that was that's the only it. new footage. That was the only actual dialogue in it. Yep. But <laughs> I am excited to see this thing that we never thought that we would get. I am excited to see a director's vision finally fulfilled, for better or worse. It's We're his all show crossing now. our fingers. It's his. <laughs> it's his movie to screw up at this point. Honestly. Let's do Black Adam. Oh, sure. I would. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you would do Black Adam. But in any case, holy crap, we're finally getting a Black Adam movie. I mean, sorry. Sorry, that that previous statement rendered me speechless for a while. (laughs) I kind of hung. Uh, Look, if you don't want to do Black Adam, we'll we'll take care of it. He might be. (laughs) He might be. Sorry. (laughs) I type Aquaman. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'll give you that. <laughs> but uh, okay. Must Shazam, but Shazam's gonna be in it. So right. is he? I don't know. He and should be. I'm sorry, but if you're gonna tell me that The Rock is gonna be fighting Chuck, I I think I'm betting on The Rock. I don't care. I don't care how I don't care how much so styrofoam true. that Shazam has in his suit. The Rock doesn't it's, have styrofoam. That's the thing. He doesn't need it. He doesn't he's the need rock. It. This guy wakes up at it. four in the morning, mm-hmm. works out, you know, mm-hmm. has a cup of coffee, works out, eats his meal, works out again, and then works. Yep. Get a machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's I don't know, but I'm just really happy. He's perfect. I'm just so happy that he will be playing Black Adam. Like yeah. not really knowing, not really knowing much about the background of the character, but then okay. reading about it when I heard about it, mm-hmm. and then seeing that he is one of Shazam's enemies, and yep. just the image of Zachary Levi and The Rock oh. punching each other. Oh these my are, God, I'm so excited! The story, the story of, of the story of Black Adam is that in ancient Egypt they needed a hero, so the Wizard of Shazam chose a worthy person. He chose Black Adam. Turns out Black Adam isn't as worthy as he seems because mm-hmm. he's. He's basically corrupt. Like, power mm-hmm. corrupts. Basically, that's Black Adam. I'm that's why he chose a yeah. kid. I know he deserves it. I, he I, really deserves his own superhero this, character. This, this, and it's it's great that he's not a good guy. You know, Rock can pl- the Rock can play this complex character, which is probably first, a stretch from his usual. It's, which the, is it's good. the first villain he's played since the Scorpion King. That's Sorry, right. yeah, the, so mummy, the Mummy Returns. The Mummy Returns. He was a hero in the Scorpion King. The Mummy Returns yeah, that, was his last villain role. Yeah, that, the yeah, Scorpion like King was kind of crap too, but you know. <laughs> but, but Kelly Who. So. That's the only good thing I, in it. Yes, Kelly Who was the only so, good thing in that movie. But I'm happy because Kelly the, who? The, the Rock… <laughs> that was just weird. There was a, know, there's an I Asian girl in ancient Egypt. It's like, yeah. uh, and you shut your mouth. She was perfect. 
<laughs> but um, I'm happy for The Rock because he was announced Me to too. be Black Adam in 2014. Years, Years That's ago. how long we've been yes. But you know, he was again, also so excited about it. But it's like, so cute. You know, if he saw his Instagram post, mm-hmm. he was super duper excited but for again, it. But again, Warner Brothers couldn't get their shit in order. So it's taken this mm. long to get the world's biggest movie star, not named Tom Cruise, into a superhero movie. Can you imagine how much money money they could have made if they made this movie five, six, seven years ago? They could have oh, had no. three Black Adam movies by now. They made a billion dollars each. But no, let's just keep The Rock waiting. Poor guy. They're actually they're actually gonna lose more money by paying off the rock's talent fee because you know he's more marketable now. Mm-hmm. As that's, their, that's their fault for waiting so long. I would make the rock richer by buying a bottle of this tequila just to try it. But to be <laughs> fair, you know, I, he also bought the XFL. You wanna try that too? <laughs> no, that's different. God damn, why the same way, the XFL? same way I would buy a bottle of Conor McGregor's whiskey. <laughs> I want to buy Ryan Reynolds old gin. Anyway, enough about liquor. Let's I'm... talk about Black Adam. <laughs> Never mind. I was about to say like, I want to buy… Never mind. Anyway. Sorry. Um, I was just really happy because I remember seeing his Instagram post when he was announced as Black Adam. Mm-hmm. And he shared this whole story about growing up. He's never really been a straight up good guy. Mm-hmm. You know what? He's, he's had a troubled past as well. So he always felt that he wasn't really just going to fit in in black or white or, you know, he, or fit in in general. And mm-hmm. he was just so happy to just get this role and be someone he could actually relate to. Mm-hmm. That was very touching for me. I was I, like, oh, yeah, he's yeah. so invested in this already. Yeah, yeah. He's he, so invested he in the character the before he even actually started playing the character. And I really appreciate it about him. I can, I like vouch, I, I can I, vouch for I, him being a lousy, 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 pure good guy. Because I saw him when he first got <laughs> to the WWF and he was terrible. Of course. That was super goddamn <laughs> awful. <laughs> but yes, he's, he's, he's just been so… You know, he's just been saying that, oh, I'm I'm the type to break rules. I'm the type to, you know, just pave my own way. And here he is playing that kind of character. So I'm just really happy for him. Because he's so happy. Mm-hmm. I'm happy you're happy. I think his story is <laughs> going to be interesting because I, I, read, I think I may have read it wrong or read it somewhere that He's going to be facing off with four superheroes in this movie. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait. You took issue with Kelly Hu being in ancient Egypt, but you're cool with the Samoan guy. That's true. <laughs> wait, he's playing another he's playing another Egyptian. So it's not the first time he's been <laughs> He wasn't right. No, he wasn't oh, Egyptian. He was yeah. like something he else. He was a Samoan guy. He was a Samoan guy. He, he was wasn't a Samoan guy. guy in Scorpion King? Yeah, I know. That's why right. he's the second time he's playing an Egyptian character. Because, you know, Black oh. Adam is from Egypt. The Scorpion King is from Egypt. <laughs> but, but, but… Sand. But the, my only… Gri- sorry, my only gripe was the whole time he was narrating this whole thing. He still had his He American wasn't Egyptian. He was Akkadian. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, just ignore me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. We just got, got the details better. I'm nerd. sorry. <laughs> but that doesn't make sense either. Because the Akkadians come from Mesopotamia, which is pretty much Greece. So… They don't look like him either. He should anyway. have got, he should have Wonder Woman's accent then. I don't like geography. Huh? I suck at geography, so <laughs> I'm just lost. <laughs> I like that he should have Wonder Woman's accent. 
right? Because I mean, all like, ancient Greeks yes. sound Israeli. That's right. That's right. It's a fact. We know this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> According to Patty Jenkins, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna <laughs> argue. Patty Jenkins said so. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna, not gonna argue. Contest. Yep. Same here. I, I'm just excited to see who he's going to be fighting, which superheroes he's going to be fighting. I, 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 there's, there's a rumor <laughs> that he's going to be going up against the JSA or the Justice Society of America, who for the casual fans do not know is the first superhero group. Mm-hmm. But isn't he like also technically the, fighting the whole Shazam family at this point? So that's more yep. than one. That would be cool. <laughs> yep. That would be very cool. Oh, and just like a little tidbit. Um, of course, I have to get to Shazam. I just want to share this funny <laughs> funny um, thing that the Shazam director said. I mean, David F. Sandberg. Um, he directed the first Shazam movie. Mm-hmm. And they also revealed the title of the next Shazam movie, which is Shazam! Fury of the Gods. But I like how he acknowledged that they're not able to shoot this Shazam sequel anytime soon because of the pandemic. So he tweeted this fake poster of Shazam 2 with the tagline, the kids have facial hair now. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all, all growing up so fast. They're all going to be taller than Zachary Levi. That's why I don't even know what the Stranger Things is going to look like. It's just, that's just really sad. Like, this pandemic do. really hit a lot of things. I know. And I've seen Asher Angel in his um, Instagram stories. And he is so tall. He mm-hmm. is so different from how he looked in the first Shazam movie. He grew so like, it's like, how the like hell are they going to do this? In that first Shazam movie. He's not Billy Batson anymore. They had to cheat with the angle. He's so tall now. My goodness. He's not Billy Batson anymore. He's Billy Batson now. No, maybe <laughs> they can do what they did in It 2 and just de-age them all. Because even the kids in It 2 were all de-aged. Even if they'd only aged one year. They were? Let's see. They were. I did not know That's that. why they look weird. They look weird. Mm. Look at them. I guess we'll see. I will. All right. I will watch it again. I will watch that again. Okay. Before we wrap up, I really want to see the Flashpoint movie that they're developing. Yes. For anyone who doesn't know, Flashpoint is about. I'm just going to assume at this point it's got Ezra Miller reprising his role as the Flash, and it's going to show him jumping through different universes apparently because the confirmed cast has. Michael Keaton My- coming back as Batman for the first time since 1992's Batman Forever, uh, Batman <gasps> Returns. And, Bat- Bat- and Ben Affleck was announced a couple of weeks ago, even before DC Fandom, that he would be joining the cast. So this, this is exciting. Yes, I'm also excited true. for to see more. Well, of course, uh, fine. I'm going to sound so shallow with this again. <laughs> Ezra Miller. Well, we needed to see more of him because of what I saw on the on the original Justice League, he was a, he was a very light and fun character, and I would love to see more of that. I guess he wasn't really highlighted as much as I would have wanted because I I do like the Flash. I did enjoy the first season or so of the CW Flash, which made me a little bit more invested in Barry Allen. So mm-hmm. I wanted to see his version of it. So it's nice to see like that expanded a little bit more because I didn't. I'm not beaten across the Justice League. Oh, did you see um in 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 the last cr- most recent crossover from that that TV universe, uh, yeah. Ezra I heard Miller about actually it, but showed up as the Flash. Yeah, and he I met, heard about he it, but I didn't get to watch it. I like how they're yeah, comparing their suits. Cool. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> no, but but the one thing, and they're doing it again here for Flashpoint only mm-hmm. Batman, but the, yeah. the one, which is cool. Uh, I'm just excited for the original cast of the DCEU, which is the extended universe that people are calling it now. 
to have that flex back. You know, like it, it, they, I, I feel like his departure didn't he didn't leave on a high, very high note. I feel like he was Aww. so discouraged after working with Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we missed, all know how much you love you Batfleck. Miss, you miss CrossFit <laughs> Batman. Yeah. Anyway, no, but then the panel did say that, you know, the Flash is going to get a new suit. Because you know how his suit looked very um yeah, it looked like crap. Just say it. It yeah, looked like yeah. crap in that Justice League movie. It yeah, looked like even, crap that he tied together with shoelaces. Exactly. So I like the fact that his new suit will be developed supposedly by Batman, or by Bruce Wayne. Ooh, cool. that does sound cool. So that's I an interesting detail. And a lot. Who's the director for the Flash movie? I forget. I keep forgetting his name. Uh, but anyway, I can't remember. He does also mention that Batman is going to be playing. Batfleck is going to be a, playing a big role. For the Flash in this, like a big support role for the Flash. So the development of the Flash's character will um, Batman will have a big part in the development of the Flash's character. So that's what's interesting to me. I More think crossovers. That, I think that the whole thing about Flashpoint, what really makes it exciting for me, is, and unfortunately, what also makes it necessary in a lot of ways, were the missteps that were taken at the beginning of the DCEU. Things like Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman and then rushing towards Justice League without first establishing the characters or getting a handle on who and what they were and how they related to each other. That's the entire reason that the DC had to embrace multiple universes just so they could come up with better explanations for everything. I am. Yeah, I, it's I a lot of damage that, control at this point. <laughs> that, that, that statement. Yeah, it's true. Damage control. That statement right it's, there it's, is… It is damage is, control. That, that, statement, that, that statement that you just said, kind of yeah. like… I don't know. I have, I have varying opinions about it. Because on one point, as a long-time comic book fan, I'm excited about the multiverse. But mm-hmm. I'm worried that marketability or how it will sell to the common, you know, or to the casual fan… I know, it might I know actually confuse them I, more. I know, you, I know you might think that. But again, everything that you just said was disproven by the Arrowverse TV shows. Supergirl. Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, all of these insane shows, every year they do ridiculous crossovers. And their most recent one was literally Crisis on Infinite Earths. So Flashpoint, that's going to be easy. That's just three or four universes. (laughs) The fact is, the TV show proved that they can do it. Everything that Warner Brothers said audiences would not embrace, everything that Marvel did, everything that the TV shows did, now the DC movies are finally catching up. Fun characters, crazy storylines, big bright costumes, uh, 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 being true to the comics. Hey! You know, yes. these are things uh, that they should have been doing from the beginning. I feel like I feel like a lot of the problems that DC encountered was because of they were. I think it was more of Warner. Uh, they were trying to catch up with the success of Marvel, which was a big mistake because they had three of the biggest superheroes under their under under their license. Yeah, yeah. You had the, you had Wonder Woman, you had Batman, you had Superman. And you, you, botched, know, you botched two of the movies that that were supposed to include characters in the shared universe. Mm-hmm. Right. Luckily, Wonder mm-hmm. Woman was a big hit. Absolutely you know, it's just right. like life. It's just like life. If you keep comparing yourself to other people, <laughs> no matter how successful they are. I mean, there is competition in the real world. But then, you know, if you want to be your own person, you want to make it. Just, you know, don't compare yourself to other people. Just be yourself. Do what you can do on your own. Like, as your own self. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. <laughs> True. Just do your own thing. It, it, it's a, to me, to me, uh, that's like, I why Wonder Woman worked. That's why Shazam worked. Because they weren't trying to set up 8 million un- sequels. Exactly. 
if you remember in one of the episodes we recorded, Nisha did also mention that Superman is one of the more recognizable logos ever, right? Yeah. If you bring yep. it to like one of the most remote places on earth where there's a small community of people, the chances are they will recognize that and the cross. Yep, pretty much. So the fact it's, that you b- managed to botch a movie with Superman in it says a lot about… Mm. I think part of the problem was that… Uh, I think we discussed this also that they didn't have a Kevin Feige. They didn't have anybody overseeing the entire universe. But at the end of the day, um, I'm happy that the DC universe seems to be getting its act in order. They seem to be more yep. open to taking risks, being more open to embracing the source material rather than trying to force everything into the, this grim and gritty mold that just doesn't work for everybody. Oh, I forgot. Since you mentioned grim and gritty, there's a rumor that's going on that uh, the, the, the Batman might be an R-rated movie. I don't know I if that's going to be true. That. But I can't get behind that. That's going to be so fucking awesome. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, Mm -hmm. I will just lose my shit. I'm sorry if like Joaquin Phoenix shows up in the last reel of this movie as a a 60-year-old joker. No. No. No, please. I think though that they're not going to do that. It's going to be a different universe. But but an an R-rated Batman movie would just make make this beautiful. (laughs) They did have the R-rated Joker movie. It's a rumor, it's true. But, you know. Mm-hmm. I just hope it's true. So I think that's an episode. Tell us uh-huh. what you guys think in the comments. What did you enjoy from DC Fandom? What DC movies are you looking forward to? And tell us how much you agree or disagree with the opinions that we just shared. Didn't Wasn't it fun just watching these two arguing? I was just like… <laughs> this whole time, I was just like… Ooh, we were, nerds we weren't arguing. We were just we were, trying Yeah, to we were not arguing. We were trying to see like different points. That wasn't an argument. I don't know. You sounded like an old married couple to me. So it was just like really entertaining on my part. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, because I'm old and he's married. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so he admits that he's old. So we'll see you guys again next week. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week on Subo Tours. This has been a Big Baby Studios production. I'm Misha. I'm Vengeance. Oh, <coughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm Andrew. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm MJ. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Gotcha. Saboteurs is a movie review podcast by a DJ, a writer, and a filmmaker. Saboteurs is produced, recorded, and distributed by Big Baby Studios. 